What's going on, Barker? Yo, it's Playback in this beer. Welcome to Playback Appeal. Yeah, ho. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Today. Oh, shit. Oh, this is LA, Sean. This is. <laughs> I'm trying to be Houston. This is I'm trying to be Sean. Houston right now, man. Oh, okay, okay, sure. We're doing our best right now because today we got an album that we're reviewing. Howdy, y'all. That's Texas. Howdy, y'all. We're doing. Howdy, y'all. We're doing Houston's very own Big Mo. Big Mo, you heard Drake say his name in some song that he did back in 2011. You know who it is. Screwed up click in this bitch, man. Big Mo. Screwed up clicks. Big Mo. Rec Shop Records released on July 18. The year was 2000, released exactly 20 years ago. And we're doing this because we are the Rap Geeks. And we got to find these gems for y'all. We got to find these gems that were very influential at the time. And maybe don't have so much respect now. And that's why we do this. You know, I do think the... The rap culture in Houston is strong. It's almost very similar to the Bay Area. And before we get into this discussion, and I, I know we can get into this for a long time, I just want to know, what were your first thoughts um, into coming, uh, w- listening to this album? Hey, let's not even get into that. Let, let's, let's start off with this, man. Let's just start off with this. For people that don't know Big Mo, you don't know Houston. Because... This was Big Mo's debut album released in 2000. This guy was part of the Screwed Up team, the Screwed Up gang. Click. What do you call it? The Screwed Up Click. Click. The yep. Screwed Up Click. And if you don't know the Screwed Up Click, the Screwed Up Click was the click associated with the legendary DJ Screw. And if you don't know who DJ Screw is, that is literally. One of the guys who's had arguably the biggest influence in hip-hop production for the last 20 years, despite the fact that he's unaccredited with that a lot of the times. And let me give you my argument. He invented the idea of the chopped and screwed. He also promoted promethazine with codeine cough syrup to be the official drug of rappers overdosing around the world. That is the influence of DJ Screw. So next time you listen to ASAP Rocky, next time you listen to Travis Scott, you got to know that it was the screwed up click that is the reason today why your favorite rapper died. Oh goodness gracious! That's where we're going. We're is this going how we're potting today? This is how we're starting. And just to give you guys an idea, how many people have died in the screwed up click? We can read you a list of names of people that have literally died from codeine overdose. Three, two, BG Gator, Big Hawk, Big Floyd, Big Mellow, Big Mo, Big Steve. That boy Grace, DJ Screw, Fat Pat, and the hey, ones that are still source? alive, Wikipedia. And the ones that are still alive, you might know Lil Flip, Lil Keek, 
Big yeah, all the lils, all the lils left over. ESG zero. Try the truth. You might have try the truth. You might have heard these guys if you were around and you were listening to the likes of Paul Wall. If you were listening to the likes of Mike Jones. If you were listening, who? Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Go ahead. And if you were listening to, name some other Houston rappers. Uh, Kirko. Bangs. I came down. Hold up. Oh. <laughs> Hold up. That screw shit. The end it of that song. That screw, screw shit, man. Screw is, I mean, you have a great point. I mean, Dave Chappelle said it like this, man. Bill Cosby. You know, he rapes, but he saves lives, man. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would say without this screwed up music, that inspired a lot of criminals to, you know, to go good. <laughs> you know what I mean? They I mean, the, the, the list goes on as far as who's from Houston. I mean, UGK, Slim Thug, Scarface, Riff Raff, Mike Jones, well, Maxo so what's Cream. Your, what's your point here? Ghetto Boys. This is what I'm saying, man. This is what I'm saying. Houston might be the place that has had the most influence on hip hop in the last 20 years and unaccredited. I unaccredited? Unaccredited. No. Unaccredited. Lies. Because Atlanta gets all the credit. Well, okay, think about the South, man. Atlanta gets the credit. Houston doesn't and by God, Memphis really doesn't. And Miami gets even more credit than so Houston right now. The, the last people that was, if we're specifically talking about the style of screwing and chopping, right? right that's not being done anymore. Oh, like, that, that is, was but ASAP. that's already huge. I mean, that's already ingrained. The, the, the only thing you listen so here's to the Travis only thing. Scott, they're still doing that. You listen to Kanye West, that's still being done. Every rapper, even Drake himself, has done the chopped and screw. But those guys have accredited screw. They you if you listen to their music through their through their whole catalog, then you'll see it. Solange, her last album for sure was a screw head nod in her own style. So yeah, the influence is there. But I feel like I really feel like people are are really he's really getting the credit now monetarily. We that's another conversation, and I might agree with you on that point monetarily. How the fuck can you trace? The influence. How do you trace influence, right? Um, that's what blockchain's supposed to do. Maybe, maybe we can do that in the future. Trace the influence of, of what a music uh, sounds like. But that's some futuristic shit. That's the next, that's the other podcast. But um, yeah, like I think people really do give him his credit. And right, but what it, about the city of Houston? Go on. I I don't know. I haven't. You don't uh, know. I think that guys like UGK. Even Paul Wall, even Mike Jones, even Slim Thugs, now Travis Scott was maybe at the top of the game. I think Houston for a long time, no one thinks of Houston as the hip hop, as a hip, as a mm. viable hip hop capital. But, right. but, and I understand why, because mm. maybe their biggest rapper aside from Travis Scott right now is what, Sauce Walker. So I get it. But in terms of history, they were instrumental and vital. And Big Mo, just think about this right now. We're about to do an, an, an retrospective on Big Mo, 
who is one of Houston's legends. If we go to Houston and we and we drop Big Mo, that's like that's like going to San Francisco and and there's even more respect in saying Big Mo in Houston than Andre Nicotina in San Francisco. There's even more respect on that than going to LA and saying uh who's the fucking guy who does Sugar, sugar free. Oh, sugar even free. more, even more respect in Houston by saying Big Mo than going to LA and Pomona and saying sugar free. That's how much respect Big Mo has in the game. But nobody, nobody outside of Houston or Texas even knows who this dude is. Right, and that point is right. Okay, I agree with you here, and I think I understand what you're saying. So let me let me get this straight. You're saying that the way we revere Atlanta right now, Houston never got his chance. I don't know if you're saying that right now we should revere Houston in that same way, um, but they haven't had their moment of being at the top of the hill. I've You see, it's like this, man. I've never seen people wearing Houston Astro hats the way I see them wear Atlanta Braves hats. Mm-hmm. I That's for a lot of reasons, though. You, you, might, a lot of people use the the goddamn the A for for all kinds of things. Yeah, you might be right. That might be a gang reason. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but here's the thing, man. No one, like, people never. I never hear people say, "I love me some Texas hip hop." They say, "I love me some Texan barbecue." Right. They say, "I love me some Texan football." But I never hear anybody ever, ever in hip hop ever say Texas. They'll say L.A. They'll say Atlanta. They'll even say Chicago. And I would argue Chicago has never had the type of influence on hip hop that Houston did. Right. And while at the same time, they're listening to like Travis. Right. At the same time, they're listening to Travis, who by now you would understand that what Travis is doing with his record label is bringing Houston talent onto the scene. You're exactly right with that, man. I'll take that. I thinking about it now. Yeah, nobody ever brings up Houston. Um and I, and I've never traveled to the south, right? So maybe maybe that's different. Maybe on the coastal cities, we're not talking about Houston for whatever reason, but we are talking about Atlanta. Um not sure what it is though. I don't know either, but that's why we're here. And that's why today we're going to talk about City of Syrup by Big Mo. And hey, there we go. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. And we're gentlemen. back, ladies and gentlemen. We had to do this little <laughs> this little uh, thank you to Houston. Um, Houston, oh, yeah. H-Town, 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 Houston, Shout Atlanta, Vegas. Dang. Houston, Atlanta. When, when Drake recorded Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, what <laughs> he didn't say Lassa, Atlanta, Houston. He said Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. I imagine all the combinations Drake was trying to figure out. <laughs> Atlanta, Vegas, Houston. He said no, Houston, no, no, Atlanta, no, no. Vegas. So he erases it. All right, we got we got to get onto this, man. All anyways, right. anyways, you asked me what my first thoughts on the album were, and I'll say sure. this: Let's start off with the album cover. I feel like this needs to be discussed right now. <laughs> this album cover, if you're looking at it, if you're looking at "City of Syrup" by Big Mo. It literally is Big Mo wearing a shiny chain with a big styrofoam cup 
pouring lean or purple smoke onto the skyline of Houston. And it says City of Syrup and Big Mo and some fat gangsta type font. And it says the first major independent record label, Rec Shop Records, presents Bar Baby of the Screwed Up Click Big Mo. This album cover, when I saw it, this is the first thing I thought, man. I was like, this looks like an early 90s album cover. And this dude is doing it in 2000. So there's... There's almost a level of nostalgia associated with the album cover. Would you agree? There is, but part of me also feels like he might have wrote all these songs in the 90s, 98, you know what I mean, the late 90s. And and so this the majority of this album for sure was made probably 98, 99. But a lot of modern, like when I think of a Raider clan, like a Denzel Curry album cover, they all kind of have this type of font going on. They all have this kind of style. To me, and let me just check, let me just fact check myself, and it kind of reminds me, the aesthetic itself reminds me of old No Limit album covers, but the font, you know, I guess it is different depending on the, the artist, but but the style for sure is is hella nostalgic, so just to 90s designs on um, album covers. Right, even like early '90s designs and like cheap ones. So, yeah, that that is cool. Uh, I love the album cover because of just how ridiculous it is, and, and it really pops out. So, as far as the music itself, when I was hearing this man, I almost thought that this was my first initial reaction. Big Mo is the Nate Dog of Houston. Oh, dude, I had the same thought. Really. Yeah, exact same shit. He's the I, he's the Nate Dog of Houston. Yeah, it's it's a I don't know what it is. There's something about this that style. I think about the way we used to rocking in the cafeteria, like being you know what I mean as, as kids when we were freestyling and singing and shit. You know, like the older cats would do stuff like that growing up, and they'd be singing and beating uh, beating drums on the table, and so like. um there's something about that style, and there is so many parallels between West Coast music and, and Houston, Texas, based on this album. Based on this album. Um, they're, they're like cousins, and I can talk about that later, but that's what I'm thinking. There's there's some kind of relationship between um, the Houston sound that Big Mo had in this album and the West Coast style um, at the time. You know, Nate Dogg and BPG, uh, you know, they, they were kind of big... Um, in the 2000s as well so you know it's, it's crazy there's a lot of parallels so my uh my 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 thoughts my assertion as to why big mo was the nate dog of texas is simply because both of them exemplify that they're able to harmonize very well while rapping and you know what it's almost as if big mo was maybe one of the first I don't want to say prominent because he wasn't prominent, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was really one of the first cats who was able to sing and rap and do it at the same time. So this dude does what I would call sing rapping because he's harmonizing every single time he's he's rapping. But it's not like he can't rap either. He definitely can. But he's not exceptional at either singing or rapping. And we see this today with the likes of another Houston cat. 
Who am I talking about? Who am I um, talking about? Wow. Who am no I clue. talking about? If they're new right now? I'm talking about Cactus Jack. Tell me. Oh, Don Tolliver? Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver from Cactus Jack Records is maybe the modern version of Big Mo. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Because they do the exact thing, th- same thing. They're sure. sing rappers. Sure. Yeah, the 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 style you could there's I'm sure you can make all those connections. The the stylistically though, Don Tolliver is on some other shit. His voice is is almost on the opposite side of Big Mo. Right. Um but they the way they were able they used their voices in the the best way that they could and especially the styles at the time the way big mo was singing he was singing like r&b cats he was hitting r&b cat riffs like some shit like that like you know with in his voice and so he he actually had some vocals on him um but not the best the rapping i like this rapping just because his voice is so powerful um I'd probably give him a little more credit for his rapping. Yeah, maybe the, the singing style almost sounds like prison singing. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I meant as well. Same shit, and that's what uh, who who's doing shit like that? Um, oh, I just missed this concert because of COVID. Brent Fias, he does like I think a lot of his music is like prison yard singing, cafeteria singing, banging on the tables uh, style stuff. Yep, yep, I would agree with you there. And Not a so, lot of cats like that. No, exactly. And and I think that's what Big Mo brought to the table, man, is that ability yeah. to be a harmonizing cat and also rap and also be smooth and also be gangster. At the oh, same yeah. time, he's keeping it Texas. So that's something I really appreciate about him. I won't lie. This album, as I'm going through it, man, ton of filler. I would never <laughs> even recommend anyone to go through the entire album. I mean, you got to be... You got to be a real hip hop historian to want to go through this whole entire thing unless you got the cassette. If you got the cassette, bang that in your 93 Beamer, bro, for sure. But as far as the songs that stick out, we can both agree that there was a song in particular that for some reason is on the album and considered one of maybe the only song that had a music video on the whole album was one called Man. And... This is what we kind of came to the conclusion of. It kind of sounds like what Riff Raff sounds like now. But man, man, it is bad. Do you know what that song was a response to? Tell me. Black Rob. Black Rob. Whoa. You remember that song? I don't. Bro, we should have watched that before, but it's, it's literally... The Houston version of the New York's smash hit Whoa by Black Rob. And mm. and I didn't like it, guys. Why'd you have to do it? I you know, oh my goodness. It I, I did not it like it. It tries really hard to be hard. And that's something I don't think that Houston rappers should do. I don't exactly. think Sauce Waka should try to be gangster. I think he should just stick to what he does, stick to your guns. And I think that's where the only song that I was like, damn, the, the album is strong. Like the way it starts is pretty strong. You got Bear Baby, you got Get Back, 
You got Bar. City of Syrup. You've got Choppas. You've got some good tracks in the first half of the album. Second half of the album, I feel like this dude was just so lean the fuck out that he was just unable to write songs that had any coherence to them. And you know what? You can tell. You can tell because, like, literally the fucking lyrics of every single one of these songs is about one thing. Goddamn coding. Yeah. There is nothing else in the whole entire album to, that, 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 they're, that they're discussing besides cough syrup. I mean, the skits are about cough syrup. There, there's a skit on there. The first track is about how a, a mama's about to have a baby. And then the doctor comes in and says, you about to have a bear baby. Uh, a bar baby. A bar baby, meaning it's a coding baby. Meaning that this goddamn... This goddamn baby's gonna be addicted to fucking codeine like heron. Goodness gracious. And and you know, that's what Houston excels in, right? Like, it's interesting that you mention it it's you know, half of this album is kind of thug, half of, and then they got a couple love joints in there, and then the ha- the rest of the album is is fucking purpled out. Yeah. And and slow. And and it's interesting how the West Coast music at the time was a lot more gangster than Houston music, but Texas is an open carry state, right? Right. <laughs> like they actually have their guns on them publicly, but it's less it's less gangster than actually. I guess it is gangster to to be forced to privately keep a, a gun on you. So shout out to West Coast on that one. But there was something there was something I once saw a doc. I think it was a Vice documentary, and they were talking about how uh, with coding with lean, right? Like. Lean in Texas was not something you ever overdosed on. It was something that was recreational. It was like smoking weed. You'd have a blunt and then you'd have some, you'd have a double cup. But I don't know, man. I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like everyone who touches that stuff eventually gets his gets into the overdose, the clinical overdoses. And so when they say, ah, lean wasn't that bad until it hit LA, lean wasn't that bad until it hit New Orleans or Atlanta. Or New York. I don't agree with that, man. If you look at the amount of people that have literally died because of lean on the screwed up click, you would see that Houston definitely has a lean problem. And just by me hearing City of Syrup and how much it's being referenced, it's and they knew it was a problem. But you know what? That's their biggest contribution to rap today. Juice World, Fredo Santana, Lil Wayne almost died. The 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 lean deaths are no joke, bro. Yeah, I guess you could say Big Mo might have been the Wiz Khalifa lean. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? I don't do you know how he died? No, I don't. You don't know how he died? No, I didn't look that up. So the I way he died, he died was from a heart attack at mm. 33 years old. That left Mm. them in a coma. How do you die of a heart attack at 33 years old unless you have some cardiac problems? And by the way, what causes cardiovascular problems? You know, that could be the case. Purple stuff. Um, Purple stuff. I mean, how did how did Big Pun die? Well, I mean, that dude literally was like 800 pounds. But they look like the same size. No, Big Mo is nowhere. Big Mo's a good 500. 
Oh big Mo's God. a good 500. I know this because yeah. I'm big, because I'm over 200. Big Mo. And, and so. There's a difference you know between 500 and 800. Are you serious that Big Pun was 800 pounds? I'm not fucking joking you. Let oh me tell gosh, you Big, I mean, pun, big Pun's max weight. Big Pun's max weight. That sounds so weight. specific. Dude, the dude averaged a good 661. Damn, that sounds. And he good. couldn't. Good he couldn't too. lose weight. He literally had food addiction. Like the dude had food addiction. Mm. Yeah, oh, but they got better food. Oh, they probably got dead. some better food in Texas than where Big Punts from. So I mean, oh, they do barbecue. They got some good Texas barbecue. They got Mexican food down there too. Mexican, Mexican, Mexico. They right in the border of Mexico. They are right. No, they're not right on the border, but they, you know what I mean? Not they're on. not on the border. You're from a border town. That's not border. You already know what it is. Tijuana. Yeah. Yeah. San, San Diego. San Diego. Exactly. Exactamente. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we have Look, so dude. far. Go ahead. Please tell me. Can I Can I get this? Can I get my rocks off right now, man? Yeah, go for it, I need man. to tell you this. Tell I need me. to convince you this if tell you me. don't already believe this. That there, there is a lot, a lot, a lot of parallels between West Coast music and Houston music. And I'm going to just assume, right, that Big Mo was kind of the standard for the rappers of the time in the Houston area. And so that was pretty much what most people were kind of sounding like. Oh, Big Pokey. Right, right. That, that it seemed to me that... There's still a lot of funk influence in the music and the sample choices. Right. Agreed. And 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 it's slower. It's so much. It's about, I don't know who's slower. I would assume Houston's slower than anything that really came out of Cali. But, you know, nothing but a G thing was kind of, you know, that, that kind of tempo, just 95 or so, 91 BPMs or something like that. Um, and so there's that, there's that slow... You know, vibes just cruising, cruising. And it's because the there's so culture. much land to drive. You know what I mean? There's so much land in Cali to drive. There's just so much land in Texas to drive. You're just swinging. You know what I mean? So the music has got to be slow. It's got to be long. Um, and and the way that their song structure was was very similar. The way, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people did this as well, but in the 90s, for a lot of... Uh, West Coast music, they would take like the chorus of some funk song and just remix the words to make it just like gangster or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, and so they did that on this album, right? They did that with a, I wonder if I, right? Whatever that song is. Um, who is that, man? That's fucking. Uh, I forgot who that is, but it's that 80s song, right? And so. You know, in in Cali, they did that all the time. They they replaced it with some gangster lyrics, gin and juice. You know what I mean? E forty did it with seasoned on uh do, doing a cover of the reasons. So there's something about maybe the land, the way the land is, that makes the music sound similar in that way. You know what I mean? And so that that was something that was kind of interesting. I didn't I didn't realize actually how close. Um, I would even say Bay Area music is to Houston music. And if you listen, and I know you haven't, if you've listened to a lot of Mac Dre music of, of the 90s, 
it's it's pretty damn close the way the music sounds and the and the way the song structure is and so may i don't know there could be something there man there, there there's a weird reason why texas and cali got very similar uh inspirations at least for this time yo man i i don't know what to say just because for one comparing bay area to texas I always felt like the Bay Area, and I really don't want to talk about the Bay Area because that this is your fucking favorite thing in the world to talk about. Dude, is I got five on dude, it. They both are into cars this exact same way. Talking about candy paint. That's a different you know thing. I mean? They're about modding cars in Texas, and in, in Cali, it's about you know the it's about having the dream. No, no, no. That's L.A. But in the bay you need a muscle car that got candy paint on it so have a have a motherfucking mustang with some kind of crazy green sparkly green color on it you know what i mean look like candy looks like a um damn candied apple right and so same thing in texas you know it's all about candy paint i'll say know, there's one thing lanes. i do notice in texas hip-hop that that is not apparent in cali hip-hop and i heard it throughout this album and i hear it in other texas albums strings right oh did you think about dr dre listening to this album Never. i thought about dre you think this but the strings in dr dre came out later it didn't come out early no it came out in 98 the 2001 album came out in 98 well, yeah well okay you got a point you got a point because this is this was released in 2000 but strings in general have always been something that i hear a lot in houston Oh yeah, like uh, fucking tipping on folk folks. Yeah, and and that this one, album right? as well. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, there's another, there's another connection, man. This, another this connection. Instrumentation is 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 very close. So I'm I'm saying there's that that's never been acknowledged before, and I'm gonna say here. All right, if you even if you care about '90s LA music <laughs> and '90s Houston music, just know. We want we won in the same. Exactly. There's only to me, there's only three states that matter in America. Uh for rap music or in like general. for other stuff? Economics? In general, for culture. Mm, talk to California, me. Texas, and Florida. Wow. You don't think New York is pushing? Not any as the culture. state, but as the city, it's the most important, but not as the state. Just like how look at Nevada, man. Like, who the fuck gives a fuck about Nevada? You care about Vegas. Right. Right. People care about the state of Texas more than they do. People identify as Texans before they have, uh, you know, <laughs> before they identify as Austinites or Houstonites or San Antonio knows or Dallasians. And so that you got to really respect that about them, that they're they're really about their state and they rep it and they rep the flag hard. And. Uh, yeah, that's all you think the opposite of a Californian is a Texan. No, I think that like opposite of a L.A. guy is a guy from Boston. Huh. Yeah. Okay. The opposite of a San Franciscan is a Mississippian. <laughs> Damn, why would you say that? Why specifically Mississippi? I mean, I feel like it could be the so opposite. That's probably the most of redneck the... state in all of the U.S. Right, right, and we're 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 not we're not about that in Cali. We're not about that in most of Cali, but there are definitely parts of Cali, especially when you get to the middle. 
where you got just as much country fucking cowboys as you do out in Nevada and Montana. They say Calabama. 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 That sounds like a not famous rap dude from, from your hometown. No, I would not agree with that. But that's my assessment of Big Mo City of Syrup. You got any last words on this? You got anything to say? Any more analyses? Uh, no, that's pretty much it, man. I'm the only thing is, uh, I do, I do agree with your point you made earlier, man. I think we we actually don't shout shout the South out enough in the same way. I, we I really shout the do South think out plenty. We don't shout. We, we don't Texas. Yes, we we don't we don't, and I wonder why. Well, now I we now we know why. Because <laughs> Travis Scott moved to L.A. Oh shit! I know. Okay, so fuck Texas, basically. I don't know about that, but but with that being said, if you guys are gonna listen to this album, do not just listen to ba- Bar Baby. Listen to Get Back. Listen to City of Syrup. Listen to Choppas. And oh, maybe Pandus. The rest, look, all right, I, don't do it. No, you're missing the love songs. You got some pretty good girl joints on here. I'll do it, and I wonder. Those are pretty good girl joints. I kind of makes you uh, reminisce uh, high school days if you went to high school between. Uh, so basically, listen to the whole first half of the album except "Man" and then skip the latter half. Is yeah, that fair. That's our stamp. I think that's our stance right there. So thank you very yeah. much for tuning in. How about you end this off? You know what it is, man. V-Rap Geeks in this bitch. Playback appeal in this bitch, man. We really appreciate you. If you're listening, if you're tuning in, if you like hip-hop in the same way that we do, come show us some love on, on the Instagram, on the YouTube, in the comments. Tell us what you think about this album. Tell us what other stuff you might want us to go ahead and talk about. So we fuck with the fans. Go show some love. Peace. Peace out. Playback. 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 H-Town.